You're about to listen to another episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Join Paul Edwards and his guests as they discuss and sometimes even solve some interesting HR problems. And I'm going to go off the rails sometimes and talk about whatever I want. Halisi. Hi, Paul. Uh, welcome to the podcasting room and another episode of What the Heck Just Happened in HR. So what's our topic going to be for today? Are you prepared for a lawsuit? Are you prepared for a lawsuit? So what to do, like, if a lawsuit, and because it's us, mm-hmm. it's an HR lawsuit, something to do with, you know, something to do with something to do with HR. Yeah. Are you prepared for that that lawsuit? So normally when we do this, I'm ambushed, but I've just, I just want to say we've written an article about this, and so I've kind of had my head in this game. And then Halisi walks in my office yesterday, and he's like, I've got an idea. And I'm like, Halisi, we've been working on this in the background. So the first thing I want to say is, you know, as the podcast of What the Hell Just Happened, we're, we're you know, we – we we are born out of Cedar HR Solutions, which I'm a founder of, and and that's a company that's always solving HR problems. And our job is actually to help what Alisi provide risk assessments to yep. our members, provide guidance, um, and, and keep them out of trouble. Keep them, keep them out of trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> you know, if you if you find yourself in the crosshairs of a of a lawsuit or a lawyer's issued a letter or as we write in the article, you've gotten a letter of inquiry from the Department of Labor, or, you know, somebody like that, which can be actually a required precursor in mm-hmm. some states. So a lawyer can't just come sue you. They have to kind of go to them, file the complaint, and have the have the inquiry come to you. Yeah, if you, if you find yourself in the crosshairs of something like this, that's what we're going to talk about today. Like, these are the best practices of, of, of what to do. Mm-hmm. So we start with what? Documentation? What have you got? Start with what do you got? Yeah. Start with, we start with what do you got? And yeah. so we like to say, you know, do you have a handbook in place as right. far as just starting off? And not just a handbook, but a handbook that's in compliance. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so let me put this out there real quick. If you're in California and you have a handbook in place, not the proper policies when it comes to things like wage and hour, which mm-hmm. is where a lot of these lawsuits kind of uh, start. Mm-hmm. If you're in California and you don't have a California compliant handbook, especially around wage and hour, and you've borrowed something from Oregon or Washington, which are close, but they're not exactly the same, or Texas or from your buddy out in South Carolina, then you are already in trouble because what you have is not policies. You have a list of evidence uh, that could be used against you. Exactly. Exactly. So you could have, so the question, like, do you have a handbook? If you don't have a handbook, that's that's be, that can that's be one thing. that's one thing. Yeah. If you have a handbook that is not in compliance, yeah, that's that's another thing. That, that's a whole that's a whole another animal. So the purpose of good policy is to protect you. And as as Halisi and I will get into, when you have good policy in place, uh, hopefully you've been trained. So that's the other thing. Do you have a handbook? And did someone sit down with you like that, like they do at Cedar? And spend a couple of hours answering your questions and really training you on some of these key issues that you have to that you have to follow. Do you have all those things in place? Then the the and it's an HR term mm-hmm. when you get the demand letter, the butt pucker. That's the HR term. It can be a, a little less, right? Right. And yeah. Halisi's like, I can't, I can't believe you just used butt pucker in the middle of our podcast. Okay, so Halisi, let's say that you have a handbook, you have training, you have mm-hmm. documentation. And I'm going to just kind of put a, I'm going to put a, a pen in that part, which we're just going to say means that you kind of know what you're doing. You're doing your best. You're doing your right? best. Right? And you might even be doing it actually 
right. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've got it right, but you but you can show that you that you understand the rules, that you are attempting to follow them, and that is a really good thing. It's That's a, a great position. It's to be a great in. position to be because you have to understand that it, it's going to change from the intent, yeah. like the, the intent aspect, yeah. which which attorneys might they might harp on, right? That like, you intentionally did not provide your yeah. employee with the wages versus you just messed up, right? So having having that in place, I think it does it, it does provide some type of information about your your entire you know situation. And if you're in the um, if you're in one of those states, which is many, where the DOL has to file the first inquiry and ask for records and stuff, um, you can actually help them help you mm-hmm. because they get the records back from you, and you're keeping time like you're supposed to. You're paying overtime. I mean, they look in. And they look into the first uh, four months and look at all your payroll, and they don't find any mistakes. They're going to they're going to stop. <laughs> they're going to kind of stop, right? Right? Yeah. They're like, okay, that's enough, and they're they're not going to they're not going to be uh, against you. Right. I guess is a is a good way to. They put might it. say, yeah, I got some other fish to fry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so we have handbook and documents in place. What's the next thing that we uh, might might have? My um, EPLI. Okay. Um, the the professional uh, liability insurance okay. that's there, and so just making noting that right, what mm-hmm. is that for? Is there enough liability to cover the the, the even cost right. of uh, of a potential claim? Okay, and so what's the first thing you're supposed to do if you, if you do have EPLI? And mm-hmm. I'm going to just tell everybody we're not going to go into this too deep, but we have in the article that we've written, which you can refer to in the in the footnotes or in the mm-hmm. you know posted underneath this this podcast. Uh, we also have a link over to EPLI, which is what does EPLI cover and what doesn't it cover? Because it doesn't cover a lot of things. Like most insurance companies, it excludes itself. But a bona fide wage and hour mistake, I believe that EPLI coverage will will kick in. in, it, yeah, in most it, 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 it might it might cover those um, as far as wage and hour. Yeah. It's gonna those things that are kind of related to agencies, workers comp, the right. unemployment. Those are gonna be left out of left out of those. Of course. Um, but you're what the, you're really kind of looking at are you know those Title Seven, those kind of major discrimination claims. So, those th- so, so everybody, now we're moving outside mm-hmm. of uh, a wage and hour claim, which mm-hmm. is where we see a lot of demand letters or inquiry letters come from. Mm-hmm. And now we're moving to just about anything else that could occur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So EPLI, the body of it can cover quite a a varying wide swath of threats that might come to you. So mm-hmm. first thing is, if you get a letter, you got to call your EPLI. Yeah, call call them. And also just and, and review review your policy mm-hmm. to to make sure you see what it covers that that's there. Wait, the wage an hour it it may it may or may not be covered, right. but um, but you do want to make sure that that it um, see what's there. So see what you're up against. You want to check your check your amounts right. that that you're going to have. We understand that the you know, if if a claim if you if you're getting sued that range mm-hmm. uh, of of how much that could cost you whether you have to pay the attorneys whether you have to end up paying out one of the your employees you know that could, that's a, a large range and they they will if they're going to cover um, they will assign an attorney mm-hmm. and there's a process there so again I'm not going to go all the way into it but if you're paying for EPLI and they're going to cover part of their job is to negotiate settle and or fight the case depending mm-hmm. on um, where where this is going to go yeah. I do want to say that in a lot of instances that having the right paperwork and everything in place can run off attorneys. You know, if you've got good mm-hmm. documentation, you know, an employee feels like they haven't been treated fairly, 
and they go to an attorney and they give the attorney their story mm -hmm. and they convince the attorney to uh, generally take a case on a contingency fee. The attorney sends out that first letter. It's kind of a shot across your bow. It could be pretty direct, like lawsuits imminent. It mm -hmm. could be, I want these records or whatever it is. The better your documentation and records, also when it comes to the attorney on the other side who might be wanting to sue you, mm -hmm. um, the better all of those things are on, on your side that you provide. Um, the it, it can run them off too because they're like, mm -hmm. oh, I didn't get the full story. Now I have the full story of the documentation and the employee kind of left out a few things and this is not a case that they want to take. Yeah, that, that is correct. And, yeah. and I think like when those demand letters come yeah. over, right. that's going to change your whole day. Whatever you had planned for the day. Oh, it's a terrible feeling. <laughs> that whatever you had planned for the day, all of a sudden is not going to seem as important that but, day. But look, everybody, it, as bad as it is, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, but you put down your Chick-fil-A sandwich, you know, because you're sitting at lunch, you're opening mail, and you're about, you've had about two waffle fries, and you're halfway into your Chick-fil-A sandwich, and you open up this letter, and you, you read it. I, I just want you to just kind of relax and kind of it's, – it's not the end mm -hmm. of the world. If you don't have an EPLI, then the next thing is is that you still need an attorney. So, so that's your next mm -hmm. thing. If you're a member uh, uh, with Cedar, you can give them a call, give us a call, and, and we'll generally help you, point you in the direction of, of who, you know, we might recommend or how you would find someone um, for everyone's benefit out there. Most of the bar associations now have websites that have specialized attorneys mm -hmm. and um, – and that you can access, you know, so they'll, they'll, it's like, you know, I'm looking for this kind of person. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So, um, so you got the letter, they're asking for whatever, or they're threatening, whatever, get, you need it. You need to lawyer up as quickly as possible. You need, you need to lawyer up and, and just like basically collect your documents. Like one, one good thing is to make sure, Hey, I have my personnel folder. I can just go to my personnel folder. Yeah. Already grab the folder. This is what I'm ultimately going to I'm, this is what I'm ultimately going to pro provide to my attorney right? Um, so, so that they can see it. So just having that little bit of organization. And the other good thing about having an attorney in place is that you get attorney-client privilege, mm -hmm. and they can ask a lot of questions that you can answer honestly that then nobody else can discover. Like those emails don't end up somewhere. But let's talk about chatter, okay? <laughs> so you get the letter, and you're like, it's you, have, you can't eat the rest of your Chick-fil-A sandwich, and now you're – um, your managers are involved or you're asking questions, you start texting and there's always a lot of drama around this. What, what is our guidance around that? Halisi? Don't talk at this don't point. Talk about, don't, don't talk, talk at yeah, this point. Yeah. You don't want to lose that privilege. And, yeah. and, and I don't know if people understand how, like how, how key and how, and how much you want to actually protect that privilege. I mean, how many times do you hear in the news, we got their emails and this is what they said, but this is what they did. So that stuff is discoverable. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a, you know, legal term. Um, it's discoverable, but once you're under the, uh, under the umbrella of an attorney, the attorney can say, yeah, they were talking about it, but they were talking about it. We were investigating and mm -hmm. all of that has attorney client privilege. For, right. For the most part. Right. Right. So the sooner you retain someone in the less you say in the text and, and amongst the team, the better, at least in the beginning, everyone who's listening. Exactly. Okay? So just take a breath and you're going to get in touch with an attorney who's an expert in employment law. So your wife's brother-in-law, who's a real estate attorney who used to work for an employment law firm when he got out of law school, should be able to tell you who you should go talk to. <laughs> 
you know. That's exactly what that person they're is not used the one. for. They're yeah. not the one. And just know that a lot of times you'll make your first or second call. Attorneys want to help each other out, and they're referring people back and forth, and they'll get a little bit of information. They'll say, oh, I know who you need to talk to. My buddy, you know, Mary Beth over there, is she's she's awesome. Handles she handles these cases. The she knows the people at the DOL. This is the person I should refer you to. Um, okay, so um, the other thing is, is uh, it, it, this goes without saying, there can be deadlines, both real and false. Uh, false deadlines are things that attorneys put on you to put pressure on. Um, there can be re real deadlines are, um, um, you know, the Department of Labor mm -hmm. said we need an answer by next Friday. Uh, just know that if you go ahead and get an attorney, they can get into there and ask for extensions. And everybody's mm -hmm. going to everybody's pretty much going to work with you. Yeah. Uh, but just know that the first, if it comes from a lawyer, the first letter is going to be really ugly. Um, it's just, it's. And maybe exaggerated a little bit. And, and possibly it may contain extra information that is not factual. Um, the next thing, oh, we said gather the documents, kind of look at your policies and stuff mm -hmm. like that. They, of course, the attorney is going to help you with that. Um, and if you're a member, you're going to call us. We're going to get you settled down, you know, and, and, and we'll talk to you about, you know, how things are going to go. One thing about documents, I think like the, the attorney's going to want to know the, the situation regarding mm -hmm. that employee. And they might ask for, they might ask for a timeline. Right. Um, one thing I, one thing I want to kind of stress is that a timeline is not the same as, as, uh, our documentation right. for the particular incident. Gotcha. That, that, that took place. Um, a lot of times we can, we can be talking, you know, speaking with our members and whatnot. And, you know, question of, should I go back and, and create documents? Oh, should I create stuff I, out of thin air? Would I, it be, would it help me? Or on the other side of that, I found something that I think might not be good. Should I get rid of that? Right. Right. And the answer is please don't destroy anything. Yeah. Yeah, don't 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 get rid of anything. Don't 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 create anything new. Go speak with your attorney, and mm -hmm. they're gonna then go through your documentation. But please resist the temptation to mess with anything. Exactly. Okay. Um, uh, I think next on our list would be don't take adverse action. If the employee is working with you, um, it's hurtful to, and it's it's really hard to like get a letter from an attorney who represents an employee mm -hmm. who's working with you. But some of our larger employers, it happens. Uh, don't take any adverse action. And if if you feel like somebody else is helping them or a, maybe a part of this or instigated it, and they're working for you, don't take adverse action against right. them either. And someone else might be helping them. Oh, so someone else someone else oh, might be helping be. them with with language. And I think that. Even if someone is particularly helping them, mm -hmm. I, it's important not to take not to take adverse employment action. Yeah, um, and you're still going to want to treat them consistently as you would any other employee, right. even though it's going to be hard because you're even saying, though you feel like you might have enemy inside mm -hmm. your fences. But again, this is all part of the. Uh, uh, it'll be better a week from now once you've kind of gathered everything and you find out whether this is really an issue. The the last thing that I want to say before we let everybody go, because mm -hmm. um, this has been a very HR nerdy kind of focused <laughs> thing, is that it, it is always looks bad in the beginning. But once you run the numbers, pull the documents, and get all the records, a lot of times in my experience, Alicia, now for like 18 mm -hmm. years, doctors all freaked out. I'm freaked out. Letter's terrible and everything. And we find out what, what is owed is $2,100 to two employees. And it's it's a isolated error, mm -hmm. and it's not something that's going to blow up any bigger than that. So just go through the process. Um, and to recap, 
uh, go to your EPLI if you have it. Mm-hmm. Don't destroy evidence. Don't freak out. Stop talking about it internally until you find uh, a, an attorney who you can be underneath their their umbrella. And then you just methodically move forward to this. And the best thing you have in, in any kind of lawsuit is to have good documentation, the right policies in place. And that can really be very, very helpful on so many different levels, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, don't panic. It's going to be all right. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of What the Hell Just Happened? Do Paul a favor and share this with your network. If you have an HR issue or a question you'd like us to discuss on the show, send it to podcast at wthjusthappened.com. For more HR advice and insights from Paul and his team of experts, you can also join the private Facebook group, HR Basecamp, or visit hrbasecamp.com. Make sure you tune in next week and remember, better workplaces make better lives.